Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. Okay, last week we said we would look up Pope Francis's indulgences and try to clarify them. And I did oh, look it I didn't up. do that. Did you? I could not. I could find no clarification. Well, one it's, one thing I can offer is this. I, I should have thought of this while we were looking at them last week. Uh, there are no articles in Latin. So there would be no distinction in Latin between how you would say the indulgence or an indulgence. Oh. Uh, secondly, it it whoever is translating it to English could be thinking of the indulgence the way you think of like the mass you know what i mean yeah and so, so you know you you go to mass lots but it's the mass and so they could be using the same kind of terminology for that yeah so that's that's my take on the the pope francis uh wording on that yeah well it you, we still really have no idea what it means <laughs> yeah <laughs> and looking up pope francis and Things that Pope Francis says. I'll tell you what. I okay. You know what he reminds me of? AOC. Um, the okay. Yeah, I know who AOC is. Okay. I okay. I this is apparently a quote from Pope Francis about uh, Judas. I do not claim that Judas is in heaven and saved, but I do not claim the opposite. Okay. There's lots of. There's lots of people who, even in spite of Jesus's almost certain words, um, I would say certain words, um, yeah. hesitate to go there. Well, what I mean, what else could his words mean? Well, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but but there said... are some people who, who say um, that even in spite of what seems to be clarity in that case, it, there's the, they they say that the church still says you should never absolutely presume on any individual person's soul any specific person's soul as being in hell except um, for judas because i i always thought us. that exception applied <laughs> yeah he kind of said yeah he's 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 uh <laughs> he also says does this mean judas is in hell i don't know i look at the gospel and he calls him friend and he kisses him that's his line How of thought there. <laughs> I don't know. How did this guy get to be Pope? I don't know. It's weird. But I mean, okay, here's the thing. It seems like a lot of the documented uh, exorcisms include mm-hmm. Judas. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah. Well, a lot of the documented ones that I've read. Maybe there's a bunch more that I haven't read, but... There's always, there's a lot of times there's a guy claiming to be Judas. Okay. That's, um, I, which I that, just always, you know, you I gotta, think it's a um, fair assumption. I always thought it was a fair assumption, but here's the thing that I, here's, here's why I suspect that that might not be true. I'm, I don't think there's any actual teaching on this, but I would hesitate to believe that human souls have the capacity to possess Oh, the same yeah. way demons do. Right. I Okay. So it might be a lot demons of, there's who work two, in association with Judas or something like that. There's two schools of thought. One is that um, this is the demon that bothered Judas. Oh, okay. Okay. 
He's but he Judas always by by way of his 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 demonic mission, so to speak. But he always acts as though he actually. Whenever you hear uh, one of these entities claim to be a human person, they never say that though. They always say the person, and they always reveal things that you would assume only that person would know. Which would make sense if that person was in hell. The demons would certainly. I mean, right. Oh, but Demons there's and devils also know this. everything you know that everything that we know that you know right. about our lives and everything else. So here's what I kind of believe, though. I believe that uh, when demons possess a person, they drag souls of the damned with them hmm. as advisors because the demons don't understand bodies. They they understand. Well, cause and effect but they don't they don't understand what hunger is and they don't know why yeah. it would tempt us so they don't know what it's like to 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 have a body and 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 have appetites and so on and so forth right or even to have thoughts they don't they don't really know what it's like to puzzle through anything because they yeah, knowledge that doesn't work that way for them and i i don't i i don't know if if we uh it's a teaching or not but i've always thought that Thinking and reasoning continues after death. The th- the th- whether here's, in heaven or in hell, I don't know. Only only in our resurrected state, and the reason is because the the act of reasoning is even though it's cl- it's um, closely bound with the faculties of will and intellect, which are mm-hmm. faculties of the soul. The reasoning itself, the working out of you know, syllogisms and inductions and deductions and all that kind of stuff. And, and the, the processing of, of from step to step to step is a yeah. mechanical process of the brain in cooperation with the faculties of the soul. So without a, a physical brain, you don't have the capacity okay. for reason in that sense. Okay. Well, anyway, um, it's just a weird thing for a pope to say. It is a weird thing. And I could not find any real clarification on the... And it's almost as if nobody even bothered to ask. And I, I find that really weird. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the... the, the it, I mean, Pope is the one... Who's, who's that guy that interviews him? Eugenio Scalfari or whatever? The, yeah. the Italian guy? The, the Italian old guy that, that never takes notes? And right. according to him, the Pope said, well, yeah, you know, I think maybe hell's not a real thing because it just seems contradictory to the spirit of the gospel or something like that. I, yeah. I forget exactly how he worded it, but something real stupid or goofy like that. Um, well, if hell's and not the Pope a real never thing, corrected maybe, him on that. Maybe purgatory's not a real thing either. Uh, yeah. According to Pope <laughs> we Francis. All just, we I all mean, just go straight to heaven. Maybe this purgatory. is just, maybe this you know, whole indulgence thing is nonsense to him. But yeah, I, yeah. It, but even if, if it even was, if it is, by granting it, he's still granting it. It's it still yeah. applies. That, that's yeah. the that's the weird that's, thing. That kind of reminds me of your idea. Maybe he will um, consecrate Russia to oh, uh, yeah. Mary's immaculate heart. <laughs> and thinking thinking he's doing it by you know in order to praise Russia's uh, yeah. I don't know recommitment to communism or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> The, of course, I don't know. You know, these right are now, AOC moves. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, but um, I, I guess we will someday 
have to uh, do a show with just a list of the, uh, the indulgences that indulgences. people can get. Yeah, aside from the year of St. Joseph. Um, okay, but today we're talking about ancient religions and but, you know, artifacts. The, our discussion I don't think of we should limit plays it into that. that. Huh? Well, I yeah, but well, the discussion of demons plays into that. Yeah, because you know what? What really kind of brought it to my mind is you know it's like oh yeah, I've, I've kind of heard about those. You know, you go to Hawaii, you get on a vacation, and sometimes they do the things where you sit out on the beach and they have the 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 fire dances and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and it but but something I heard, don't know if it's true or not, is that a lot of these fire dances and stuff are actually. Um, ritual worship dances to the old gods of Hawaii. And it got me to thinking, well, is that okay to, to watch that, you know, to be present for it? Um, I mean, would would you, you know, if somebody says, Hey, I'm going to go, you know, I've got this, this uh, dinner that I have at my house. And um, it, it's actually a, a, a dinner uh, in honor of Shiva, you know, my Hindu God, you know, but I'd like you to, to come eat with us. Okay. I don't think that would be okay. Right. And so that, and that, and then that got me to thinking, okay, so there's a participatory level at which it's definitely not okay. And then that is what got me to thinking about, um, the level of, of knowledge and stuff in maybe both contemporary and ancient, you know, religious practices, but especially ones that, um, Maybe do do things that we might consider macabre, whether it's it's you know various kinds of um, strange animal sacrifices. You know, by strange I mean that they would do things beyond just what the, the Israelites did or something, or even like human sacrifices. You know, you you read about the ancient cultures with human sacrifices. Well, would you want to visit a Mayan ruins and actually see the altar on which humans were sacrificed? Um, I mean, it, it would be, and that's, that's where I started getting kind of sort of pulled back and forth because on the one hand, yeah, I have to admit to a certain fascination to, you know, to, to be able to go and see that kind of yeah. stuff, but why, what good would it do me personally, uh, especially in, in, you know, any sense of spiritual journey, the, the, you know, the knowledge that it happened tells me how, you know, dark human society can go. And serves as a warning against you know straying from the gospel. Um, but so to how say, do we oh, know wow, that it happened? This do we know that thing... by studying these things? Well, I just you pulled Mayans I mean? as an example. I, I you know I don't know that they really did or didn't. But for example, we know that Moloch, the you know so some of the ancient gods in, in right. the Canaanite area, we know that they ch- had child sacrifice. Because Abraham was even asked by God to to do it, which Abraham didn't think at all that he, I mean, who knows what he thought, but he went along right. with it because it, it, it didn't come out of the, the blue to him in a sense like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Nobody does that. You know, it's yeah. something that was going on around him. Okay. So to, if, if you were like, you know, if you were on a pilgrimage to, to the Holy Land, a pilgrimage would never stop at a site of a, um, you know, uh, a, a Baal um you know oven for throwing children into or whatever however it is they sacrificed them i don't know um but even if you had if it it wasn't a pilgrimage you had an opportunity to visit one um you know like i said there's there's a a sort of uh uh a a dark fascination that i have to admit i would have but 
you know, is, is it okay to, to give into that as a Christian or was it like, well, wait a minute. No, I don't want to make it on my list to associate myself with that. Even, even by way of just visiting it. Um, well, and, and that's what kind of uh, got me to thinking about the overall question. You got movies like, uh, the exorcist where, uh, towards the beginning of the movie is the priest digging up ancient ruins and he finds that little statue, and we're supposed to kind of associate the possession with that statue because it appears at the end when he's uh, it, it comes like in a vision while while he's going through the exorcism. We're supposed to think that that this demon came from that statue somehow. So how did this? How did that associate with the girl? Because he's the one who ends up being the exorcist for the girl. Oh, I know, but but she I, got, I don't. I mean. You know, she Maybe. was possessed before he got there, before he yeah, became I, part of the picture. No, uh, she gets possessed. She gets po- no, she gets possessed, and then of course the lady goes to the local priest, who goes to the local bishop, and mm-hmm. um, the bishop says, "Well, Father So and So could do it. He's done it before, and he's he's here in town." Okay, so and he had that statue with him. Well, you know, he and, he would have been the one okay. that they uh that they got that they went to, right? Okay. Because he was there. So I I I assume that's what the writer was trying. I never read the book, but I assume that's what the the uh, movie director was trying to push. Well, that makes but sense. But it, it does. I, I, to tell you the truth, I've never watched the movie either. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I you know what there is a saving grace for that because every I think it's one of the best I think it's one of the only scary movies ever made, um, mm-hmm. but it disturbed me a lot to know that they had this little girl say these terrible terrible things. Oh, I yeah. found out she, she, a real actor had to do that. She didn't. Oh, really? It, it, it wasn't the little girl who said these things, and it wasn't her who did the nasty things that. You would never oh, have a okay. little girl well, that's do on screen. Yeah, it was a it was an older actress who maybe even well, actor I don't know, but somebody it, did them. she did not. Somebody did do it. You're right, but it wasn't a little girl, and that okay. kind of I don't know for people who would not watch it because of that. Uh, like oh, myself, yeah, I w- it, it did. It didn't I didn't want to watch it anymore after making. I started thinking about this, and now that mm-hmm. I know this, it's easier to watch the movie. Because I I think it is a good movie. Mm-hmm. I in that it it really shows the the evil of Satan. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I but there's other stories like the the monkey's hand or something is in in there a oh, monkey's, monkey's hand paw. and monkey's yeah. paw. Yeah, that's a. Um, there's things like that. Of that. Yeah. But these are all connections to old. Uh, uh, paganistic rituals, yeah, artifacts, right? That, and that, which case you, uh, there there would be some kind of demon attached to them. And if you if you have that artifact, now you're possibly opening yourself up for some kind of attack. I don't. Well, and that's the thing. It it's you know this this attachment of demons to artifacts. I think is a real thing. Um, and I don't know whether there's something about human labor. That, that, you know, for example, uh, um, you know, a demon wouldn't 
it, it I, I, maybe it has it's because there has to be some kind of of intentionality um if it's not a living thing like a you know like a pig or something like that mm-hmm. but for example if you just pick up a uh you know cool rock on the beach and say oh there's a cool rock i'm going to take it home well demon wouldn't be able to attach himself to that and therefore come into your house that way or something like that um right so these are things that people created but they created for pagan purposes for the purposes of being idols or fetishes for their gods or whatever right and and i think because of that demons can attach themselves uh to these things so if you know you wouldn't want to take bring something like that into your house but um you know what about uh a university what about looking or a at it in a in a museum yeah if you're if you're in the museum it's like oh wow that's really fascinating and you focus if you focus a lot of attention on it and it's and it's details and it's purpose and that kind of stuff and you're you know you, you really become interested does that uh open you up in a way the highlight of our annual uh, trip to the uh, museum here in Cincinnati was seeing the shrunken head. That was that was the oh, best thing yeah. to me. I love to see that shrunken head. <laughs> <laughs> Aunt Berta used to take us like once a year. Yeah, and this was before the museum moved to the uh, to the Union uh, Terminal. Union, ter- yeah, it was it, the it old used to be uh, a Natural History over Museum, in, uh, Eden Park. Yeah. Or close to Eden Park. I I think I like the old one better. Me too. I don't know. The, the, the new, new one's one, pretty neat. I mean, the, the new one it has is some neat. cool stuff. It has but... other stuff though, because you yeah. can visit like old Cincinnati, and you can see so, they've got a giant display of what Cincinnati looked like. I, I don't know what year that's supposed to be. Like maybe nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. Well, anyway, are you talking about uh, the mural? No. No, it's okay. a giant, like a model, like a train set. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's the entire hill there of, I guess, the, uh, it's like the downtown area and some of the surrounding area, like uh, Clifton and going up into Western Hills, I think. Huh. Yeah, I haven't been there since they've had that. Yeah, the, it's actually two museums. Do they still have it that, that you got to pay separately for each one? The, the, the I... Natural History Museum and the, the, the Cincinnati Historical Museum? I think it probably is, but nobody does that. Everybody just pays the whole. Mm-hmm. You get a like a deal on the whole thing, and then you can go to right. each one. I don't know how it's organized okay. anymore. I went there like fifth, ten years ago, and um, I thought it was. I thought the other the addition of these other things was pretty neat, but the funniest thing that happened there is that Sam fell down the steps for almost five minutes straight. What do you mean? Fell down the steps for five minutes straight. How long were these steps? <laughs> you would, this is the longest escalator I have ever seen. <laughs> and he he started going down. Escalators going. You could just keep falling on an escalator, wouldn't you? Couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> He he gets down there, and I'm like, Sam, we're not going down there. And I'm trying to call him back. Finally, he realizes that I want him to come back because we're not going there. But instead of stopping and going around on the up escalator, the he just one. starts climbing. Sam is probably the clumsiest kid I've ever known. He like, like he'll trip when he's not walking. He's just standing there. Somehow he trips. There's a, there's a YouTube video of him at a, like a school recital thing where he's singing. Mm-hmm. 
And you can see him up there. He's on stage next to this girl. <laughs> and he bumps into her. And then he just drops from sight. And like three <laughs> seconds later, he pops back up again and just goes on as normal. This is one clumsy child. And he, so he turned around and tried. Escalator. Yeah. He kept trying. He kept trying to get back up, and he kept falling, and he kept getting back up and trying again. I kept saying, "Sam, stop! Just go Just all the go way down." Wrong. I'll meet. I had to come down and meet him to get him to stop falling. Anyway, okay. How do we so, get on yeah. that? Museum. Shrunken heads. Uh, now, shrunken, shrunken heads. Like for example, you know that's that that was like something that that uh, you know they they. Uh, Took the you know the the heads of their enemies and they had a shrinking head process. This was like in yeah in um, like South America, right? I think it took and, like uh, a month. Yeah, yeah, it, and 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 they would like sew their eyes and mouths shut and stuff like that. And and the uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether there's but any kind know... of uh, demonic activity attached to that. They, I think the theory to them was that they were like keeping their enemies' souls inside of them so that they couldn't get yeah. out and and, and um, in, in the form of an, uh, another warrior or something like that. You know, one of the things is that anytime you see artwork on a vase or a bowl or uh, uh, anything functional, yeah, we say that it. this is just what they used to do this or that. Anytime oh, just there is a statue, yeah. we it's it's like an assumption. This was a god. Oh, right. And I right. wonder how often it was true. I mean, I if I could sculpt, uh if I had any artistic ability at all, I would I would make people more than things. Yeah, I mean, let's think of Granny B's and, old people. Yeah. That's not collection. a god. That's just a Yeah, that's old just people. Or actually, you know what? If, I have to if, imagine people did this at one time. If people a thousand years from now um work on that same assumption they're gonna think that we you know worshiped geese or something like that yeah they, it's like what's wrong with these people they worshiped everything yeah <laughs> we were pantheists <laughs> yeah but but we do know that they did worship a lot of these artifacts that we have and we know that the worship of idols is a calling on of the devil yeah yeah um, just like the psalm says all the other gods are demons and I think, I think a year ago or two years ago at least, this conversation would have sounded a lot different because I, I didn't see the danger of it back then. At least I, I didn't. I don't know mm -hmm. about you. I didn't see how bad it could get. But when we've got, we've got false gods in the Vatican. Yeah. And it, it kind of, you know, I thought, okay, we've got stories like uh, St. Boniface. Um, oh, cutting the tree down. Yeah, he cut, yeah, and it, it's worship. a sacred tree. You know, nobody's mm -hmm. allowed to cut the tree down, and he goes down and he chops it down. Um, right. And at, uh, I don't even know how to uh, say that, Eschwidge? Eschwidge? He was said to have destroyed a statue of, oh, uh, mm -hmm. of an idol. Yeah. Uh, St. Benedict? Uh, he had uh, he built an altar on the remains of the uh, or he built a chapel on the remains of the altar to Apollo in defiance oh. of these false gods. Right, right. That's and and that's a common uh, thing for for 
uh, missionary saints. They they um, they have the you know they they smash the they idols. destroy and yeah and, they or destroy they the people them first. Smash the idols and and as far as places they they uh, um, they sacralize them. They, you know they take places that were right. dedicated to to old gods or idols. They say, okay. This place needs to be cleansed because you've got evil attached to it. So what we're going to do is we're going to put an altar and 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 offer the mass here and bless the place and get rid of all those evil spirits. Now, the practice of doing that has kind of been mistranslated by scholars nowadays to where every every single tradition they have, they will say it used to be a pagan tradition and we baptized it. Oh, I, that's no, not, I don't think that's, that's not the case. I don't think we do that we, nearly as much as anybody believes we do. That, that right. the church, we, I mean, we the church, we destroy the the uh, yeah. the old customs and traditions, and, and we give them, them new, with ones. new ones. Yeah, uh, but they're not based in any way on it. They're, this used to be Apollo's place. I'm breaking Apollo, and now. It's a chapel dedicated to St. Martin of Tours. And yeah. St. Martin of Tours was said to, there's we've, we've got, there's some kind of axe or hammer that uh, is said to have been St. Martin of Tours where he would use it to smash idols. Oh, okay. Uh, and I, it's got a, it's even got an inscription on it. Oh, yeah, um, like <laughs> the so idol smasher. I, <laughs> God smasher. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I think maybe, I guess... I guess in the past hundred years, we've we've gotten to this point where it's like, well, we can accept that other people do these things and not bother them and not uh, not try to take away their idols. And I think I can't help feeling like us doing that is what led to them smashing our statues and yeah, uh, destroying our like, churches all over the right. world right now. Because you we know, should that's never what have Satan accepted wants. that. Yeah. Satan so would we've not given want him power. We've we've allowed him to acquire power over people, and now they're smashing our idols, or not not our idols. They're smashing our statues. Yeah, and I kind of I start thinking about that, and and then I think, well, what what did we expect would happen when you give when you're lenient on on evil? Well, it's going to come back and bite you. Yeah, you I, you I, have that, to fight you know, evil. Exactly that and. and I think people don't realize today, it almost seems like the Pope doesn't realize today, and, and I wonder, yeah. you know, he probably doesn't, that there's no such thing as a um, a live and let live with Satan. Yeah, he's not going yeah, to, yeah, that's not how it works. You've got to destroy his presence everywhere that you can. You've got to, you've got to completely cast him out of your house. You've got to work hard to cast him out of your society. You've got to preserve the purity of the church. So that Christians have a a place, a community, spaces where they know he's not going to be around, and and you have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing because as soon as you stop, he's going to try to reclaim ground. That he he doesn't he doesn't want an accommodation. He doesn't want to be uh, left to just do what he does. What he does is hate God and hate the church and want to destroy souls. Especially holy souls. I, I think it was a conversation between Satan and who was it? Um, I believe it was one of the one of the early like uh, desert monks. 
mm-hmm. um, maybe in the 300s, uh, who was, he had been fasting and the devil was bragging to him. And the devil, and he said, I've been fasting. And the devil said, well, I never eat. And he said, well, I've spent, because they were arguing over uh, why the devil hadn't gotten hold of him yet. And oh, he said, okay. it's because I fast. And the devil said, I, I never eat. And he said, I go days without sleeping. And the devil said, I never sleep. And right. he said, I work day and night and pray. And the devil said, uh, well, I, I work nonstop. I never stop. And finally, uh, the saint said, I have humility. And the devil couldn't understand that part yeah, of it. Yeah, doesn't but, even uh, get what that is. <laughs> the, I, I guess the point of all that is that the devil never stops. Mm-hmm. He doesn't relax. Yeah. yeah. He has no need to. He doesn't have a body. I yeah. mean, I, it's hard for people to think in those terms. Right. You never, but, you know, you work on something for a while and then you take a break from it and you retire for a while. No matter what it is you're doing. If I, I got a project, a hobby, or if it's actual work, or if even if it's having fun, you still got to rest. Yeah, and you got to stop it and do something else for a while. Yeah, you got to switch between devil... tasks and and refocus your attention from one thing to another. The devil doesn't have to do that. No, it just keeps going and going, and it, uh, it and it's working on society. And I think we're seeing the fruits of that of that leniency now. Yeah, that's which a good point. I, we're we're at a point where I don't I don't know even know what we could do about it other than starting back at the basics. Well, we have the mass. That's the basics. Yeah. I mean, you know, the mass. Some of us the mass do. Is, <laughs> yeah. They're trying to take that away now. Yeah. So then what about, um, I mean, you, you know, everybody in school, even at, at Catholic schools, just for fun in English class, um, we do things like, for example, learn about the uh, the myths and the hierarchies of the gods mm-hmm. of, of Greek, you know, ancient Greece and stuff like that. Um and so, and maybe sometimes people learn about Egyptian gods or something. I, I don't, I don't think we ever did in school. Um, but you know, there's, there's these ancient cultures and, and it's interesting to people to, to know the, um, the cult of these ancient societies that, you know, what, what did they actually believe? What did they worship? How did that worship come out? Um, is, is it even, um, I guess, you know, should a Christian even be interested in that kind of stuff? Well, who was it? Hold on. I mean, like Augustine talked about the the pagan Romans, and he even, you know, um, discussed the question of whether the the Roman virtues, which were pagan but naturalistic, could they be considered as real virtues because they weren't supernatural? Stuff like that, you know, but he clearly knew about them. Um, so Aquinas uh, would refer to test, Aristotle and stuff like that. Test everything and hold on to what is good. Does that mean look at what things are being said? Does, does that mean study other cultures and see what they're doing? Don't know. I always took that to mean like, like you know, everything that other Christians are saying. <laughs> okay. Because Christians are going to come up with new ways, you know, new forms of prayer, you know, like... Hey, you know, right. somebody somebody wrote the prayer that we call the Hail Mary at some point. It, it wasn't right. it didn't exist with the apostles. Okay, so you know, stuff like that. I, I always assumed it kind of applied to stuff like that. But in terms of human knowledge, um 
sure, the more you know about other cultures, you may identify things that are naturalistically good in other cultures. For example, oh, they always used this, they used this ritual uh, in order to to uh, try to fix migraines. But you know, hey, look, lo and behold, the um, the plant that they used in the ritual was this plant, which is the source of aspirin or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. th- that kind of stuff can be useful. And I don't think that um, yeah. we should uh, shy away from that. But I mean, just from a from a from like a dark interest. It's like well, oh, that, yeah, uh, yeah, that's you know, what that, I was going to say. I I think it might depend on the delivery. Sometimes there's like, okay, we learned a little bit about the gods and goddesses of ancient Greek Greece and, mm-hmm. and Rome. No one, I don't remember being told that they sacrificed to these gods and that these gods were actually demons. There's the stories behind the gods, but these they did make actual statues and they did sacrifice things yeah, to them. They had altars, whether to these it was gods. money or mm-hmm. animals. Animals, right? And that's that was one demonic. of the big things the uh, the Romans insisted on was was you know they wanted yeah Christians, you had to you can have your god but you got to sacrifice to Jupiter and then they would kill you if you didn't. Yeah. So so you became the sacrifice then I guess um, it wasn't. It wasn't presented. It wasn't that harmless. Way, yeah. No. That exactly. It was. It was. They didn't say. Well, the, these were demons. Right. This was the devil, and they were sacrificing to the devil, and that's why we we don't. Uh, that's why it stopped. That's why Christianity took over. You know. I, I mean, maybe that's the key. Maybe the 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 whole thing is, as a Christian, we should approach every ancient or every contemporary pagan culture with that in mind. And so it's not so much a question of, wow, learn about some of the weird things people did. That's fascinating. It's it's more, wow, look at some of the different ways that Satan has worked within various human societies. Yeah, I think I think it's so I think if we're going if we there's no reason not to learn these things, but it should be learned in a Christian light, and we've stopped doing that probably, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when it comes to artifacts uh, of, mm. I mean, if if, we're, if it's a contemporary and we're in the act of converting, you know, you're a missionary and yeah. and you're working among people and they've got their, their idols and fetishes. And like a Pachamama. You're bringing them to the gospel. Yeah, you got a Pachamama. Okay. I I am absolutely on. You've got to get them to destroy those idols as as part of their conversion, or you've got to destroy them as part of waking them up to the you know your message, the gospel. But uh, older cultures that that aren't any longer in practice, we find artifacts and that kind of stuff. So, what do you think? Do we is it better to destroy them or to exercise them and then study them? Uh, and I, I, I five years ago, I would have said, them. yeah, I, I, five years ago, I would have said exercise them and study them. I, I wouldn't say that anymore. So you think even after an exorcism, um, the wrong kind of attention to them can, can invite those demons back. Okay. 
Because it's um, not like you can bless them. It's 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 not I like know. you can take an idol and give it a sacred use the way you can take a space and do that by building an altar and saying this is now a church. So, yeah, it remains an idol as long as it's uh, intact. If you think about it, in I know this is this is pretty much impossible, but try to think about it from God's point of view. Mm-hmm. I made these people. And instead of thanking me, they created their own thing and they worshipped it. Yeah. Instead of worshipping me who created everything, the entire planet is mine and I created it all. Now, I know this old piece of clay that somebody made is interesting to you, but I made the entire universe and that is offensive to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I think that's, that's, that's a good way of looking at it because... This thing is something that humans made, and they made it out of evil intent. Yeah. They made it for the purpose of being evil. Now, in their minds, they might might not have even been thinking in terms of good or evil, but what they were doing, the reason they were making it, what they were going about as they made it, is offensive to God. So the mere existence of the artifact, it's not like you find, uh, you know... Uh, it's not like you find some landmark or something like that that you know the natural landmark. Yeah, and 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 somehow conclude that it's offensive to God or something. This is something that that a person made. Right. Um, so yeah, I would I I gotta say yeah that that from God's point of view, there probably isn't any benefit that that we receive as a human race from saying yeah we should keep these things around. So like. Uh, a million years from now, when we are either in hell or in heaven, will that artifact matter? You know, yeah. saving it didn't do anyone any good because that the everybody is either in hell or in heaven. Right. And nobody made it to heaven because of the presence of that artifact. Right. And that's the big, that's the big goal. If you don't have that goal, then you're going down the wrong path. And so if if it doesn't get you closer to heaven in any way, shape, or form, then it's not very important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Seriously, five years ago, I would I don't think I would think that way. I, I know I wouldn't have thought that way. I, I would doubt that there are a thousand people in the entire world right now that think that way. Yeah, I know. You know, that, that that's the it, thing. That's what's so weird about this is that, you know, the— what we're saying is so completely extreme in terms of being uh, counterworldly, yeah, and and contrary to worldly wisdom. But I think I, once upon a time that it was probably what the church thought. Yeah, and I I think, or at least I hope, more and more people are like us and waking up to these things. Yeah, that at one time they didn't think was very important. And Which you know, is why I, we're doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, you know, when you think about the saints and, and their knowledge of pagan cultures and that kind of stuff, it was always because they were familiar with the writings of people. Yeah, so they would, even they would in preserve Egypt. the writings, not, but they wouldn't preserve, you, you know, the idols would have to be destroyed, but the and writings the, could uh, be kept. The, like the, uh, the the Incas, the Aztecs, the Mayans, they've uh a lot of what we know is what was reported to us by the uh 
the Spanish conquistadors. This, yeah, um, and I don't, I don't know if any of these people actually wrote or not. I don't, I don't think they did. I thought well, we know they had a calendar, and so yeah, they had some kind of figure writing at least. Um, whether they had a true written language, I don't know. Yeah, that that'd be another. Uh, but but yeah, that exactly. So so, but the thing is, when we're talking about artifacts and whether to destroy them, we're talking about idols and fetishes. Um, we're not sta- talking about standard housewares and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't knowing who they worshipped. I, I guess knowing that they 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 sacrificed people. But knowing more about their religion doesn't really help us a whole lot know them. Some people would argue it does, but I, I don't I don't think it does. We know they weren't Christians. Right. Um, and we can... know that most cultures had sacrifices. A lot of yeah. them had human sacrifices. And we know that most cultures who are non-Christian are fairly brutal cultures who... who value you know strength and aggression and violence and stuff like that yeah there's you know there's exceptions um i think there's a couple of north american indian tribes that weren't like that there were a couple of them Um, not many not not the majority by any stretch a lot of the ones who were that way were that way because they had been beaten oh you know they had been they it was in submission Mm -hmm. i mean when you when you lack enough warriors to take on these giant tribes and what are you going to do yeah so you live peaceful you you pay tributes or taxes right to to the tribe that you live uh who owns the land that (laughs) you're living on which happened i mean they were paying taxes to each other before we got here yeah they were paying for the privilege of living in certain areas um but they uh they, they were they were still pretty brutal people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I, you know, the, knowing the specifics of the religion, probably not, um, not that useful. Like I said, the, 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 the most useful, um, thing that you can get out of, of knowing other people's religions as a Christian is to understand the various ways that Satan subverts humanity. Yeah. And, in this day and age, we don't have to go very far to see that because we kill our own babies. Around every corner, yeah, we kill our own babies. Um, and and throughout, just, just in the past hundred years, different cultures have tried to eliminate entire races. You know, I mean, with, with Hitler and the Jews and mm-hmm. the, uh, over in Rwanda... Mm-hmm. Yep, the genocide um, in Rwanda. It, it's um, actually, I mean, it happens. It's it's happened quite a few times, too many times in the past, yeah. just in the past fifty years. Um, and some of it, some of it's bigger than other ones. But you know, the other the other danger here is that um, studying this stuff, especially for someone who's not well grounded in his faith. Mm-hmm. is uh it's seductive oh right right you know i it's mean like you're a, studying you know, hey, the, this, they did this ritual and they claimed this happened when they did it huh i wonder if that yeah. really happened you know 
they must have been getting something out of it. Yeah. So hey, what's, let's what's it like try to do it. That? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's another that's another good point. Yeah, I just uh, I. Yeah, I, I I think you know I think you're right. I mean, I came to the conversation without having a strong opinion because it was just a question, and and like I said, yeah, I started thinking about the question in terms of you know certain kinds of things, like like you know when you're traveling, you might see, uh, you know, the example I said was Hawaii. If a fire dance is really a some kind of of worship ritual, is it okay to attend it? Uh, you know, as a Christian, I kind of think, yeah, no, probably not. Um, but when you think you about know, the, this, the broader uh, implications, yeah, I, I think idols need to be destroyed, even if they're even if they're old ones. In this this whole Amazon Senate, um, one of the guys they were uh, praising throughout this thing was a native down there who most of the natives there had it, doing the uh, ritual dances to their gods had been outlawed mm-hmm. and. This guy made a big deal about doing them again and starting them back up. Oh my! And yeah, that's not. This is go one well. of the people there. I in the you know the some of those uh, <clears throat> displays they had, what like where they had the the lady nursing some kind oh, of animal, the nursing the the dog the pig or whatever or it was, the dog the, or whatever yeah. it is. Um, yeah, they had one of the pictures stuff. was this guy, and I, I mean he. I don't know what's going on where our church. Yeah. The, this talk is the kind of talk you would have with someone maybe newly Catholic or uh, maybe even someone who's not Catholic to explain to them why we would destroy idols. But it's the kind of talk you have to have with Catholics now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it not just the kind of talk you or have at to least, have. It, it's like. Nobody's even thinking about it. Yeah, why? Why isn't that the 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 uh, the starting point for the Vatican's response to these things? Yeah, it's a it's a shame. I don't I don't know what I, I get. Well, like you said, we we got to return to the mass and we got to start there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to throw a side topic onto this um, while we're at it because I think it kind of ties in, but. But one of the things that almost everybody seems to be doing and nobody seems to quite understand that they shouldn't be doing it is this whole yoga stuff. Um, in fact, you, you see, you'll even see in Catholic bulletins people advertising Christian yoga. Like, well, there's no such thing as Christian yoga because yoga is Hindu worship. It's a, it's a series of moves that are meant to, to be acts of worship to their gods. It is, and I have a really hard time trying to convince even conservative Catholics of that. Yeah, that's no good. That <laughs> you, you can't say, "Oh, okay, God, you know what? I know that that uh, you know these people over here made up these moves to worship their gods, and they've taught me their moves, and they're kind of fun. So I'm going to go ahead and and do the same thing they do to worship their gods." I I don't think that squares very well. I don't think it does either. I mean, it's not even it's not even one of those things that they claim we quote baptized. Yeah, we just. I do mean, it. they say we the same things. The, We're we going to make a snake thing. or the dog yeah. or whatever the hell they the, the dogs and, and, and they, the warriors and whatever else. We just 
Yeah, we don't even baptize it's the it same into a, thing. a Catholic thing. We just say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go do uh, Hindu worship exercises now, and we're we're just we're just not gonna say Om over and over again. That's yeah. the only difference. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but it's yeah, I've always thought that, and I've tried to convince Christian friends of that, and I I never quite know the words to to get them to understand what they're doing. Oh, right. I didn't realize until a couple of years ago that that's what yoga was. I thought it was just a physical activity. Well, that's what they that's what they keep saying. Well, okay, yeah, but, so maybe they did do that, but uh, you know, well, it it's healthy and I've never ever seen any scientific study showing that yoga is in any way shape or form healthy. Yeah. You can stretch I mean, well, healthier without than any other kind yoga. Of stretching and exercise. Yeah. Right. Strength I mean, you do. Whatever. Everybody stretches before exercising. You don't right. need yoga to do it. But to spend a half hour just stretching. Yeah. Well, that's I guess. Stupid. Some of it's, what are you trying to prepare your body to do? Some of it's stretching and some of it's strength. So it's like stretching and strength together. I thought it was all together. just stretch. Oh, no, okay. No. But. Well, but lift it is weights all, or something. Yeah, that's what I said. Go, go do some, some weight training or, or something. Some other kind of strength training. Do push-ups. I mean, <laughs> there um, are five billion different exercise routines. Yeah, we don't need ranging from worship. jazzercise to Taibo. Let's not worship, uh, what is it? A Hindu god? They're Hindu gods. Yeah, but the Hindus okay. have a lot of gods. Yeah, they've so got like a billion are, of them. Yeah. And, you know, there's actually, I read, there is actually a, a Hindu, um, maybe a few um, religious groups that are upset at people treating yoga like a mere physical exercise because they take that seriously. Yeah, so it'd be like if, get people to stop doing that. If a bunch of Muslims said, "Hey, we're going to have a mass because uh, the bread tastes good," and we're yeah, like, or something like wait, that. I mean, you know, minute, let's say no. they, they think there's some physical benefit from doing the things we do at mass, and so they go do a mass. We would be, first of all, offended, and, yeah. and second of all, here's the thing, even if there were some kind of physical benefit, they would be offended. <laughs> you know, they would never do that. Right. But for some reason, Christians everywhere think it's okay to do yoga. To Yeah, to worship Hindu gods. All right, that was my sideline. I just had to throw that in there while we were yeah. kind of on the same yeah. Good point. discussion. It's, it's I, you know, it, it, yeah, because I... I you think about it, okay, ancient cultures, idols, blah, blah, blah. But, gosh, we're doing all this idolatry today, and Catholics are doing it. Yeah, you know, branching off that even more, the here's the problem with yoga, um, aside from what we've already said, which is a pretty big problem. But, okay, so let's say uh, you're not worshiping a Hindu god, but mm -hmm. it sure seems to be a religion to me. The way yoga uh, practitioners are, yeah. I mean, it's like uh, it, it's another form of self worship. Yeah, even to the extent that 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 you're not worshiping gods, it's it's a it's a way of life that is. You're right. I have it's to do these things to my body because my body is so precious. Yeah, and it's like you know, you use your body to do God's will. And that's it. That's all. Yeah, I understand I mean, you, you know, want to take care of it, but you want to be fit, that's not run. the end goal. Right. 
Right. The the, the it, fitness is to allow you to do God's work. But you people are so wrapped so, up into you it. You know, so that you can uh, move furniture when you need to or, or defend your family when you need to. You, stuff like help that. Help an old you, lady. You, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you do cardiovascular so that you can, you know, keep your brain working long enough to get your work done during the day. Um and still say your prayers at night. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's all I've got. That's all I've got on that topic. Okay. So we got current events. Big one everyone's talking about is GameStop. Oh. Did you, did you follow it? <laughs> I think well, it's I, hilarious. I didn't follow it as, as such, but I've, I know what it is and what happened, and I think it's hilarious too. And I think it's a real, um, it, the fact that, um, that the, the Wall Streeters circled the wagons yeah. is it, it shows, oh, wait a minute. They very are telling. not interested in preserving a free market way of life. They are interested in preserving their positions as the wealth holders, right. um, which I guess you wouldn't expect anything else, but, but, you know, why would the SEC allow that kind of stuff to happen yeah. and people to get away with it? Now, maybe they're not going to get away with it. Maybe the SEC is going to bring a hammer down on them or something like that and, nah, and have some hefty so. fines, but I, I doubt it. But, but this is the kind of thing that I would expect the SEC to the Securities and Exchange Commission to say no way that you were allowed to do that. Uh, I guess Roadrunner was the big one that halted trading on the, the GameStop uh, Robin stock. Hood. Robin Hood, that's it. The Roadrunner's yeah. a uh, uh, internet thing. Robin Hood. Um, and, okay. you know, that's... <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Starting on Monday, I've listened to three, di- four different podcasts or radio broadcasts describing what happened. Uh-huh. And none of them, not one of them, could say what a short sale is oh, and what I a short squeeze is. When you do a short sell, what you say is, I promise to sell you this amount of stock for this amount of money at some time in the future. Let's say six months from now. So I'm going to, I'm going to sell you, um, you know, a hundred, a thousand shares of, um, oh, who knows? Let's say Amazon stock. GameStop. Let's say GameStop. Okay, I'm going to sell you a thousand shares of GameStop stock at a price of fifty dollars a share three months from now. And the reason I'm going to do that, I'm not telling you this, but the reason I do that is because I'm convinced that the stock is only going to be worth five dollars a share three months from now. So it's easy for me to buy up a thousand. Uh, shares at five dollars, sell them to you at fifty dollars, and then I make forty-five dollars per share, forty-five thousand dollars. The problem with short selling, the reason it's it's uh, dicey, is that unlike a um, you know a long position where I think GameStop's going to go up, so I'm going to buy it now, and then I'm going to wait for it to go up. Well, let's say that the bottom drops out and it becomes completely worthless. Well, I'm limited in my loss because my loss is whatever I spent on it right now. But the problem with a short sell is that your loss is unlimited. 
I promise to sell you those shares at $50 a share three months from now, and I'm obligated legally to do that, whether those shares at that time cost $50 or $500 or $5,000 a share. In other words, my liability to you have to is get those stocks unlimited. back. I have to get to them somehow to, to them. sell them to you. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever the market price is at that time, that's what I'm going to buy them at so that I can sell them to you at our agreed price. And so I, I'm completely open and vulnerable and unlimited in my loss when I'm in a short position. So you that's have, why, you have uh, a thousand shares of game stock, say, and uh, they're worth $4 a piece. And I say, I want to buy these from you at $4 a piece, but I guarantee to sell them back to you at $10 a piece or, uh, I guess, $5 a piece. Well, you don't, you're work. not necessarily buying them from me. All you're doing is guaranteeing. You're borrowing them. You, not even that. You're, all you're doing is guaranteeing that you will find and sell me X number shares at a future date at an agreed price. That's all it is. Why would I you why don't would I guarantee you that? Because yeah, I know. Co- you have because, them. No. I don't even have them necessarily. You're the only reason that you're guaranteeing that is because you're convinced based on market trends and the other things going on in the world that the share price is going to be a lot lower at that time. That's the bet. So, so you're I'm not, guaranteeing all you're doing is to promising to sell me shares at a future date at a at a given price. That's all it is. You're not wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, now I now I I'm lost. You don't have any shares, right? But I'm going to sell you shares at five dollars a piece because I think they'll be worth a penny a piece, right? Okay, and I say so. Yes, I buy I them for a penny a piece, and then you have to pay me the five dollars a piece. Right. Which I already know exactly what I'm going to pay you for those. They might, they might be worthless. Okay, so I lost that, but but my loss is limited to the five dollars. Your a loss share. is five dollars. Okay. Now let's say instead they go up to a hundred dollars a share. You still got to sell them to me for five dollars. I have to. It's not go so much that I have that. to sell them to you for five dollars, but the fact that I have to obtain them, which means I have to buy them in order to, sell and they them could to be. Yes. A thousand dollars each, and now I'm way in over my head. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's say I, me, and a whole bunch of other people said, let's short sell GameStop. Mm-hmm. We we guarantee somebody, a whole bunch of people, that we're yeah. going to pay five bucks a piece for them because we think they're going to be worth pennies soon. Right. And now, it's not the price... individualistic. Uh, there are other people who are doing corresponding long um, right. option buys and that kind of stuff. And it's all kind of but the thing is the, the, um, the exchange. We're not, it's not an individualistic pair for somebody pair thing like that. Says, somebody says, okay, these guys are betting that the price goes down. So I'm going to get a bunch of people to buy them. Which will cause the stock price to go up. Yeah. And that is a short squeeze. Yes. And the more the price goes up, the more people say, hey, I want to get in on this. And more and more people buy them. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the guys who were short- selling short are way over their heads and need to be uh, helped out, which is what happened. 
Right. Except, yeah, they want to be helped out. <laughs> they wanted to be helped out, and Robin Hood, and Robin Ameritrade, Hood said, oh, and we'll Web Bull. Yeah. Yeah, they all helped them out. So, um, I look, what this is is a, is a bunch of people who make money no matter what because they have all the money, and usually they're – when you sell short, if it happens enough, you – cause the stock to go down um wouldn't sometimes possibly yeah because the margin there's there's a margin for uh stocks and if if say 15 percent of it of the stock of a company is in a short sale those are signs that the company's going downhill and it causes the company to continue going downhill because everybody dumps their stocks yeah. And with everybody dumping it, the price goes down. Right. Everybody's trying to buy it, trying the price goes it. up. Right. Everybody's trying to sell it, the price goes down. So these giant hedge fund managers, uh, target companies and say, well, this is going down and we can move it along a little bit faster. Right. That's what these guys at, uh, on the Reddit they were trying the to. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to, they were competing with these guys. Now, and now they the, won. the hedge fund managers, here's the thing. The hedge fund managers, um, if you, yeah, trying to sell a lot of the stock does cause it to go down, but I don't think that there was a collusive effort to say, okay, everybody, let's get together and let's force it down. I think they were just betting on the realities of the market being, you know, Given possibly not, COVID, not for GameStop. Given anyway, given AMC. that games yeah. are are turning into internet loaded things instead of disc things and so forth, they're just betting. Okay, GameStop's time has come. GameStop is going the way of Blockbuster. Let's go ahead and make some money off it by selling short. I think that was and their whole game. My understanding that usually hedge funds is like insurance. So if I buy stock, betting that the stock will go up. If it goes down, I'm going to lose. So I also do some short sales, and if it goes down, then I also win. Yeah, yeah, they hedge. I thought right. They, lot, they try to. That's keep a lot of they, what hedge funds are. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, at least they limit uh, their risk, their exposure. Right. By by hedging. So I think it went up to like uh, like four hundred or something like that. Five hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm I'm seeing report. I, I I checked it a couple times. I saw it over the weekend. It was like three fifty, and then I think it went up to five hundred. I wish I had been invested in Game stocks or GameStop. Yeah, stock. I do too. <laughs> four dollars a share to five hundred. Yeah. Wow. Um. So anyway, I I don't know. It's nice seeing little stories like that once in a while, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's and, disturbing you know the way they circled the wagons. Like this you is said. an example where the American, the, the real American way would be, hey, you know what, you you know, that's the way the market works. People are allowed to get together and 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 uh, you know, this isn't insider right. trading or anything like that. This isn't knowing and it's about, not a bailout. You know, some secret within. GameStop, it's not a bailout. These, you know, people can get together and decide that they're going to buy stock together. And if that causes it to go to the wrong way for you, well, okay, you've got to be an investor who who knows your limits and knows your risks. Um, yeah, that's 
that's just the way it is. I, yeah, the, to to allow the trading uh, companies to halt trading on a specific stock in order to protect a specific class of investors, to me, that's what's unconscionable in America. Right. Yeah. It's a shame. But this is the new America. Yeah. Well, I, it's not the new America. This is the same old America. It's just we didn't realize how bad it was for a long time. Uh, Donald Trump brought all this to light, and now we know. Well, yeah, and I think the, the thing is, I, um, you know, there was a time when what we would call the, you know, there was like this this association of conservatism with business and industry and that kind of thing. Whereas uh, liberalism was was the more uh, I mean it wasn't conservative liberal it was Republican Democrat they you know the the conservative mm-hmm. liberal um, sort of ideals hadn't developed yet but Republicans were more associated with business industry and so forth and liberals more associated with agrag- agrarian um, I've, I've mentioned I've said this before you know yeah. old money versus new money. The, the Democrats yeah. were old money. The Republicans were new money. Um, but there's now a – it's kind of like there's now a – you could see it as a third party um, that has developed, which is the business side of old money. That, that, that basically the business and industry has grown into a financial market sector, which is the Wall Streeters who are no longer really on the side necessarily of American industry. They're not they're not uh, allies right. with the American industrial sector because they favor the broader globalization because that's how they make more money. And so yeah. they've turned into the same old money mentality of, hey, we have the entitlement, the right and and the um, the the uh, you know we are the the rightful holders of this power, this wealth, and so forth, and so part of keeping the world in its right place is for us to hold on to our money and wealth and power, which is exactly what the Democrats have always been. Yeah. So I and and so I think what's happening is that there is there is a subtle. Um, I really think that that there's a unspoken but subtle alliance occurring between the power holding democrats and the power holding wall streeters which includes a lot of republicans and the whole game is let's make sure that the establishment stays established and that that we continue to um keep our entitlement to this power yeah i think it's been there for quite some time i just don't think we knew about it yeah, could be. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it could easily have been, you know, even like back in the 1890s during the, you know, some of the bank failures then. Yeah. A lot of stuff was going on then. And and so this kind of, um, these kinds of uh, arrangements may have been in, in uh, NASA form then. Yeah. Okay, moving on. New York Attorney General uh, Letitia James releases a port, uh, report accusing the state of undercounting the number of COVID-19 deaths in nursing homes. So that's Cuomo uh, was under-reporting the number of people dying in nursing homes in the big nursing home massacre in New York Is anybody uh, surprised? I mean, the guy sent all those people to yeah, their I deaths. Know. 
I, I don't... I mean, what he did report was criminal. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's like... So, I don't know. It's so much so worse, last week I guess, we, than he reported. <laughs> I know. Last week we talked about uh, Google and Australia kind of duking oh, yeah. it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Google has removed major Australian news sites from its search results. Oh, wow. Uh, for a time. Um, and the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission releases a, a report accusing Google of misusing its advertisement system to promote, to promote Alphabet Inc.'s own financial interests. I don't know what Alphabet Inc. is, but the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission is going after Google. Okay. Interesting. So things are happening over there. I I think something good could happen there. It could, yeah. I I think a country could be free of Google and in that void create something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Discover we'll how see. to live without Google. That would be. Yeah. That would be a good um, thing. So the United Kingdom formally launches a visa scheme. To get Hong Kong residents with British national passports. Well, British national overseas passports. Okay. And their uh, families. Uh, Out of Hong Kong? Yeah, on the fast Cause, track cause of, to UK yeah. citizenship. Because of the whole and China thing, right? Yeah. Uh, China's uh, upset about that and saying... Also, China is saying that it will no longer recognize... British national overseas passports as legal travel documents. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's a shame. Yeah. Well. So I don't. I don't. I don't. I didn't. I see this one, but I didn't look. I couldn't find the story really. There were protesters marched in Rochester, New York, after a nine-year-old girl was handcuffed and pepper sprayed by police. Really? I don't remember I didn't hearing about that one. S- see this one see the way they report things sometimes like there was a case in cincinnati where a girl was uh tased by a cop and what had happened is he was in kroger's she had stuffed a bunch of crap in her book bag and was walking out with it and the cop's like hey stop and this was a i think it was a seven-year-old girl and she said no and started running he's a 50-year-old man he's yelling at her to stop she doesn't stop he tases her Mm-hmm. I I think mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just when you go into a store, steal stuff, and then the cop tells you to stop, and you don't stop. I think I think tasing is uh, not all that offensive. But I I don't know about this one. A, a handcuff and pepper spray, or did she get pepper sprayed and yeah, then they and put then handcuffs, handcuffs on? Right. It? It, the way um, they report these things, you never know. I should have looked into it before I started talking about it. Well, I'm, I'm kind of uh, reading but anyway, about it right now more... while you're talking. Um... Okay. There's no, more marches in Rochester, New York. Now, these guys can tear down all kinds of stuff, and they're not accused of sedition and all these other crazy things. That was my point of it, is that when Republicans do it, we're trying to overthrow the government. But Democrats do it, and they tear down police barricades and they they harm people and they burn down buildings and break things and it's a protest 
I don't know. It's all in the labeling. Yeah, I guess it was a, a family disturbance. She was threatening to harm. Uh, it says harm. I don't know what that meant. Herself and her mother. And the police were trying to get her. They had her handcuffed. They were trying to get her into the car. But she was kicking and screaming and, and shoving back and, and not getting into the car. They wanted to take her to the hospital. And finally, oh. one of them said, you know, he said, you're acting like a child. But if you're going to keep doing this, I'm going to use the pepper spray. And so... Finally, you know, after she wouldn't settle down, yeah, he did. So they could take her to the hospital, uh, which is where they took her, and that did the trick. Okay, I, uh, that's not I, such. A bad I have a hard thing. time seeing it as such a bad thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I, hey, you want to behave that way? There are consequences. Yeah, I mean, she's a nine-year-old girl who, who I guess her mother was afraid of enough to call the police. Yeah, so. Um, Let's see, uh, in Germany, they called uh, 14,000 turkeys because of H5N8. Yeah. So is that's gonna, is still it, going. So, uh, this is in Germany. Where did it first show up? Is this another China one? No, it's that, it's that one we've been talking about every Well, every I know. Week. I'm trying H5 to remember N8. where it first. I know. It's the, it's the new I, flu Somewhere one, in Asia. I don't know. It was it was it was another Asian Asia. one. It, it started. In I think Asia. it was Japan, either okay. Japan or China. I don't know. Okay, but it's, so yeah, it is it's an Asian, Asian still. one. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Bill Blair, the Canadian Public Safety Minister, announces that thirteen groups are designated as terrorist organizations, including Proud Boys. <laughs> well. Proud Boys is now a terrorist organization. I've never heard them ever uh, promote violence yep. other than in self-defense. Yep, me neither. But but you know what? They're against... Uh, they, 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 they don't give the likes of Antifa and Black Lives Matter free reign to just destroy yeah. people's homes. And so, so that's terrorism. That's terrorism. They're terrorizing uh, rioters. Yeah. So <laughs> They're terrorizing... Terrorizing communists. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. All right. Well, I got, uh, let's see. This one's kind of cool. I sent you these. So any of them that are vi- visual, we can put on our site. Um, okay. so, so Disney's frozen. Now, you know, I mean, there are so many computers and models and stuff used in cartoons these days. Well, um, I guess there was a, a, um, incident in Russia in 19, uh, 59, um, kind of a little bit of a mystery what actually happened, but, but some hikers were killed during, excuse me, during an expedition into the Ural Mountains in Russia. Some what were killed? Some hikers. Oh, okay. Nine, nine hikers. And so the snow avalanche simulation laboratory is reaching out to Disney because of some of the, um, some of how realistic their modeling of snow was in the movie Frozen. And so they're reaching out to them to to collaborate on modeling what might have happened um, to huh. these hikers. Kind of just kind of neat. Oh. One yeah. of those things. So <laughs> when we were little, stray cats came around. Sometimes we'd try to feed them or catch them or or put out milk for them or whatever. Yeah. So a woman uh, 78-year-old woman is being sued by her condominium association for feeding a stray cat. 
I guess I guess the condo, I guess the, the condo people are suing are her suing because her. she fed a stray cat. Yep, I guess they have a rule uh, about attracting and feeding feeding stray cats and animals in around in and around the common areas. So they're you suing know what? her over doing it. I hate things like homeowner associations and stuff like that. Me too. But if they're going to exist and they're going to have retarded, stupid laws that tell people what they can do with their houses, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see not letting them feed stray cats because yeah, stray cats annoying. are a problem. <laughs> they're, they're a real pain. <laughs> they go in your garage and they have litters and make messes and they're nasty and they have fleas. Mm-hmm. I saw... Uh, I was watching one of those Alaska police shows and there was a guy who got a ticket because he kept feeding bears. Wow. He kept setting out these giant bags of cat food you don't for want the that. bears. Yeah, the grizzlies. He would come, come out and there'd be and like and... 20 grizzlies in his backyard. Oh, man. that That's a danger to the townspeople. I mean, cats are just annoying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So don't feed bears. Yeah, don't feed bears. All right. Uh, next, I've got. Okay, so do you know what haggis is? The Scottish no. Scottish dish. Huh? Is it a? Is it a? It's a a, a meal. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it it contains sheep's or calf's offal uh, mixed with suet, which I don't even know what that is. Oatmeal and seasoning boiled in a bag, traditionally made one from a bag made from the animal's stomach. So, so you take the animal's guts. Stick them into the stomach, add a few other ingredients, and boil it, and you get haggis. Okay. Um, kind of, kind of a, uh, kind of a innards pudding, if you think of it that way. That's anyway, gross. <laughs> uh, so there is something called Burns Night in Scotland. I'm going to look up real quickly what that is too. A Burns <laughs> supper is a celebration of the life and poetry of the poet Robert Burns the author of many Scott's poems. Suppers okay. are normally held near his birthday, January 25th, so that must be Burns Night. Okay, so Robert Burns, Burns Night. Some fellows in Scotland uh, managed to get a bag of haggis almost into space. It's actually on a weather balloon that's about 20 miles high. Yeah, weather balloon wouldn't go into space. No, it's it's as high as you can get on the edge between space and the atmosphere because it needs the okay. atmosphere for less. But it pops. But... There is a bag of haggis that was carried up Way by the weather there. balloon. Yep. 20, 20 miles. So, Think of this. This is like five times as high as the peak of uh, Mount Everest. Yeah. Four, four so or five times. So when they get a weather balloon that high up, do they, do they somehow control it to stay at a certain height or make it come back down? Or do they just keep letting it go up until it pops? Uh, I think as it goes up, I think that they're, they're so, sort of self-moderating. So the, the material, if it's, I don't know whether they, they, it's a stiff material or if it's an expandable material, like a real balloon, but if it's expandable, what would happen is that as it goes up and the pressure on the outside goes down, it would expand out further and that process would eventually allow it to equalize, you know, within the atmosphere. Oh, I don't know if that's how I they saw really one work. That went higher and higher work. until it popped. Oh, did it? Uh, a weather balloon? Well, yeah, because they had the camera pointing up at the balloon, and then you watched it, and it got to the point of being almost in space, and then it popped, and then it, the camera dropped. But maybe 
certain materials will do that and the other ones will do what you're saying. Like Could if be. it has more weight on it, maybe it never gets to that point where it's going to Yeah. Or if the material is such that it'll re, it'll stretch to a maximum amount and then and then and hold. then stop stretching, yeah, something okay. like that. So yeah, all right. It'd be so, neat being high. Haggis, like haggis, but I guess after once after the after it reached one hundred and seven thousand feet, um, it fell back to the earth uh, at nearly two hundred miles an hour before the parachute uh, opened up. I guess it, it had a parachute on it or something. So I it was if they also recovered it. Probably the fastest moving haggis in the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It does not say whether they recovered and consumed it. I mean, being that high, it could land anywhere. Anywhere, land yeah. in an ocean or something. Right. Probably did land in the yeah, ocean. Probably get just just given the uh, relative surface areas, ocean. And yeah. Land. Okay. Uh, third, this is kind of you might want to actually put this visual on if you can, but uh, I guess. Very rarely, but nonetheless, once in a while, it snows in the, in the Sahara Desert. Oh, okay. And it made these weird yeah, lines gets... uh, along the sand dune, which, you know, what's weird is that looking at some of these lines, I'm going to push play and see. Okay, it's just somebody kind of walking along. I'm not going to keep playing it. So these lines, the way they sort of bend and meet up and stuff, almost kind of reminds you a little bit of, if you look in real detail at uh, fingerprint lines in in, a, in some yeah. ways. Yeah, okay. That is pretty neat. I guess it gets real cold there at night, and if there's moisture, which there usually isn't, but if there is, it would it could turn to turn snow. It could turn to snow, yeah. So, anyway, kind of neat little thing. Have you ever seen a snow roller? A snow roller? Yeah. Uh, is that a machine or a phenomenon? No. It's a phenomenon. No, I don't think I And have. it is the weirdest thing I have ever seen. I was driving out to Indy one day, and along the road, there were these, uh, there was these rolls. It looked like somebody had started making a snowman. Oh, yeah? And some of them were, some of them were like two feet high, two feet big. Wow. And some of them were real small, but they like, were Like everywhere. the wind pushes like a, like a little particle of something, and then it just starts clumping and keeps getting pushed by the wind? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's outrageous. It was That's so wild. weird. <laughs> I'll put some that. pictures of some on uh, on the website, but I witnessed it. I was like, I thought, yeah, I was, it was scary. <laughs> I mean, there's all these little snowballs yeah. everywhere. It's obvious. They left trails and stuff. So you yeah, can see where they had been rolled, but there's rolled. no footprints. Yeah. It's it was like the weirdest the, thing. The ghosts are playing, building snowmen. By the time I got to Cincinnati, they were gone. By the time I got to Indianapolis, they were gone. Oh, okay. So it's like, it, it was only between the two cities that I saw them. Mm-hmm. But it was a it was a weird thing. That That is weird. I, I've never seen that. All right, you know what? I've this, only this, seen it once. This uh, nonsense news episode is very heavily because uh, we got the the whole Disney Frozen thing. We did the Sahara, Sahara snowfall, and my last one is this kind of cool ice bubbles uh, in a frozen lake in China. And it, I'm tr- just trying to think: how does the water? First of all, where did the bubbles come from? Why are there bubbles coming up from the bottom of this lake? And then how does the water freeze so fast that, that these bubbles get caught? Well, wouldn't it maybe like you have, maybe it like freezes in layers? 
That could be. So you've got to, you've got to, the top layer freezes and you've seen bubbles come up. Oh, they kind of, they kind of rest. They rest under it a little bit and then maybe the layer underneath it freezes and then, yeah, that could be, that that might be what it, what it is. It does Uh, look pretty cool though. Because they go down, it looks like a couple feet. Yeah, they do, they just one after another going down, down, down. That's, just kind of neat <laughs> i don't know what that other thing is that they're showing on the video this is a video guys that uh plays and i guess it's maybe showing the bigger uh, context of the later i'll capture the video or i'll either put the video or i'll capture i'll probably just capture a picture so because yeah. that's all they need to see really it's, right. it's a still thing um but you know it's the fact that ice floats is one of those quirky things that uh kind of defies everything else that we know yeah because almost everything else like gets gets pulled tighter together when it gets um colder but yeah water when it when it turns from liquid to solid the structure makes it less dense yeah so like when we would melt lead uh if you put a chunk of lead in there it sinks straight to the bottom Mm -hmm. yeah because it's hardened and it's more compact and then as it melts then it comes up and here water does the opposite which means that fish can continue living down at the bottom of the lake when the ice is frozen over Mm -hmm. there's there's all kinds of little things like that that make life possible yeah yeah and uh, (laughs) i guess a lot of them have to do with with properties of water (laughs) yeah Speaking of fish under, I, did I ever tell you the story on this podcast about a um, buddy of mine up in Michigan was told me when he was a kid, uh, one of the the bays um, that they would go to once in a while to go ice fishing, and the the you know the bay itself was like covered with with ice, and you know they were going to do that, but just like on one of the Great Lakes, yeah, and okay. out further. The, there had been a there was a strong strong wind and it you know like like the um like the the parting of the red sea they say was was caused by a strong wind that it was so strong that it that it along the surface of the water it actually moved the water to one side and left yeah. dry ground well it it did that it created a a it pushed enough of the water to one side of the lake away from where this bay was so that all the water underneath the ice had gone and the ice was on the floor of this bay and so they'd go around and they could just walk around and look through the ice and see the fish <coughs> excuse me where the fish were and wow. so they would see one and and drill down and get it throw it in the bucket and see another one drill down now the problem is they had to drill a hole for each individual fish they caught so it wasn't a very efficient way of <laughs> Of yeah. collecting fish, but uh, there's a uh, kind of freaky. There's there's a nature show, and I can't remember which one it is, but um, it has these two women. I I don't know where it is. It's where it's cold, uh-huh. and it's close to. I believe it's close to the ocean. So the top freezes over, right? And then the tide goes out, and now. There's maybe two feet of ice there, and then under that is nothing. No water. Yeah. So they would, 
Yeah, so they would drill down into that and then crawl down in that giant oh, cave that's there. It didn't sink to the uh, the ground. It, right. The the structure kept it up. Oh wow, that would be scary. So they I would don't... go under there and and gather clams and stuff like that. Uh huh. And then they had X number of minutes before the tide comes back, and they got to get out of there. That would be scary as all get out. I would be so afraid. I mean, I mean, I know couple feet of ice is deadly you know, well i'm thinking it's, it's it's heavy it's unlikely to break yeah i know but i would still be scared <laughs> but the whole thing could could yeah like if it broke around the edges and collapsed or whatever yeah Gosh, i mean it's a I would lot be of scared. weight yeah i would not go under there but they do it like apparently it's a thing it's just a thing huh wow wow that's incredible yeah okay is that it? That's it. I don't have anything else. That's it. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, think about what we said, and we'll talk to you next week. I don't, we don't have anything planned for next week, do we? We don't, but um, I was thinking about uh, sometime I'd like to do one on the idea, on concupiscence and what exactly it is and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good one. Okay. So. All right. I'll plan on that next so week. So next week. Hopefully, talk about concupiscence. I'm good at that. All right. I have a lot of concupiscence. (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) All right, everybody. Remember, circle the beads. Circle the beads. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.